self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we, we are, are conversation, conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am the girlfriend that tay diggs never had what that mean he doesn't date black women don't date black women no so he never had a black girlfriend no how you know we gonna get to how i know all right or it also known as calamity red if if you will so you just gonna be somebody new every week now yes all right yes i am i'm gonna still be mr on point i will vary <laughs> and i want uh y'all to go to twitter and instagram and follow me at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point and i can be found at red underscore calamity also we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show so if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show you can send it into our gmail account which is conversation con artists at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook conversation con artists and send us a private message there and i think we have a couple of questions this week we do this question is from colin what's up man appreciate colin. the feedback if y'all listen to our shows long, long over history you've heard of him before yeah he hadn't sent us anything in a while yeah um he did send he sent us something in response to the porn episode that was about to, a month I, ago i try to put those things out of my mind <laughs> that's not healthy <laughs> confronting them no Mm-mm. is healthier nah, than good. putting them out of your mind because you know what once they're committed to long-term memory, they there. Whether you like that shit or not. I'm, I'm going to stick to putting them out of my mind. All right. So this is in reference to the conversation that we had last week. Because of my doing the, the different Because last week she was Shuri. Shuri. Yes, I was Shuri. And I was asking, did they have last names? Because you always got a question. I Just let me be who I am. Look, I, I don't want to know about another culture. I didn't have the answer, but maybe Colin does. Nobody in Wakanda has last names because last names are a Western white construct and slaves were given the names of their masters. In Wakanda, they hail as T'Challa, son of T'Chaka, or of their tribe, T'Challa of the Golden Tribe, depending on which comic you, arc you read. Oh, that said, would right. love to hear a segment next week on names, particularly folks that try particularly folks trying to make up African or black names throughout history when perfectly good African names have already existed. Like, why name your son DeBrickshaw when you can name him Barack, Chadobi, etc.? DeBrickshaw. <laughs> so, what me and Red have done is we've gone to look up, I'm looking up African boy names, and she's looked up African girl names, and we're just going to go down the list a little bit and see what names... And, we like and to my african brothers and sisters we are probably gonna fuck these names up and i apologize it is not on purpose i'm gonna be saying these phonetically because that's the only way that i know how to pronounce them and so it may not be right and i apologize i'm gonna read them like i was working on the set of black panther oh jesus i don't know how to pronounce them but i'm gonna pretend like <laughs> i know how to pronounce <sighs> this will be fun this will be interesting. What's oh. the first name you see that's interesting to you? Like, if, if like, because from the question that he asked, like, it it would be much better to have these names out here instead of Deshamario yeah. and all the different hood names we got. So I saw Chronicles. Chronicles? Like Chronicles of Narnia, Chronicles. Sh-S-H-A apostrophe Chronicles with an S. 
plural so chronicles that is that baby's real name <laughs> like they legitimately using <laughs> nouns <laughs> verbs like regular random shit and making them into names and it's so terrible because these kids she gonna walk around the whole rest of her night her life as she chronicle unless she change it that's terrible she chronicles chronicles i hope she got a normal ass middle name i don't know her middle name but her what was her sister? Her sister got a, it. Ain't she Chronicles, but it's and the it's thing. What if she bad. become famous? Like, what if she become like a senator or some shit? She gonna be like Condoleezza Rice, <laughs> Kamala Harris. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, she gonna be like one of them folks. Name your kids for success. Yeah, naming your kids for hood shenanigans. And if I could take this from the government name podcast, shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is shout out to government name podcast Cole Jackson Shogun check them out <laughs> I love it um I like Kamaria which is moon Kamaria mm-hmm. that sound like a so the next Kamaria I see I'm that's moon that's from the motherland yes it is indeed I don't know what Kamaria I feel like it ain't far off though I don't, yeah. Amon, the hidden. Oh, okay. Hide and seek champion. <laughs> uh, Moji Sola? Moji Sola. I awaken wealth. We need some of that. As <laughs> soon as she born, let's get this money. Bacardi. It's a, a CNN uh, analyst named Bakari Sellers. Mm-hmm. I like everything he say at this point. He ain't said nothing stupid. But I used to feel that way about Van Jones until I started. He started, yeah, okay, Van. <laughs> I mean, you know, I see where you're coming from, but I ain't with you. What does that one stand for? Promise. Okay. Okay, I like this name, but its meaning isn't good. Okay. I, Messina. Messina. I like Messina. Messina, what that mean? Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. What, did, what? I mean. I don't know. Spoilers ain't like good. A- I don't know. Anytime you hear spoiler, it's not good. Either you ruining some shit for somebody, food, then it's, it's going to go bad. They might be the spoiler on a car. No. In Africa, they ain't got, what? No. It don't mean spoiler on a car. <laughs> it could. I seriously doubt that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I still like it. Messina's pretty. <laughs> Bitalo. <laughs> this means finger licking. That is no. Come on. <laughs> Your kid gonna be eating chicken and gonna have a name that means finger licking. Maybe it's more like sucking your thumb or something. But, if this is a baby. Okay, but when he get older, people find out what his name means. That's gonna be the blackest shit ever maybe in America. Mean, maybe it means they lick other people's fingers. Ew, that that's better. Is that better? I'm than just saying, if a dude come up to you in Walmart, grab your hand and just start licking your fingers, I'm gonna punch him in his fucking face. The fuck is you doing? And he gonna be, he all right with that? He like hands to face action. He gonna just, he gonna stick his tongue out while you uh, swinging. Just no, damn it. <laughs> Gross. Nubia, which is a pretty regular name, but it's gold. Gold. Mm-hmm. Essien. Sixth born son. That's the sixth kid. Yeah, they have names for all of like the kid. The kid, like, let me see. There was one for. It would seem like that would be more of a title. (laughs) 
If you're the sixth kid, that's what you are, but we give you a name. Inu is the second born child. Inu. Inu. Juma. Born on Friday. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying, what? it would be cool as hell if we had a whole list of names. That depending on the day of the week the kid was not born. even the day of the week, just a whole list of criteria, you know, yeah. that you could choose a name that meant something. Yeah, Panina, Panina, a, a pearl. It's real close to Panini. That I thought about that, but I feel like most. Okay, let me not be racist. I was gonna say like, who know what a Panini is? Like, how many black people running around going to ordering Paninis? Like I don't, I don't know that anybody would get the reference. Abi Ajulu, the heart is consoled. Okay, that's my last one though. Um, let's see. Shakura is grateful. Seiko is crying baby. That's why would you name it crying baby? Seiko. What happens if she don't cry? Like if she's not a crying baby. I mean, she just be named that shit. Like the <laughs> name is pretty. You know. It is, yeah. The meaning don't I'm sure my name means something. And I've looked it up before, but it ain't significant enough for me to give a fuck. <laughs> so that's might be how they feel about their name. Thimba is great in size. Great in size? Yeah. I guess that's like, uh, you know how really big dudes be called tiny sometimes. It'd be funny her name Thimba and she like a uh, weigh a buck five. <laughs> but it'd be disrespectful if she weighed 300 bucks. It will be <laughs> disrespectful as fuck. Yeah. The risk you take. <laughs> yeah, the risk you make, take naming your kids specific shit. <laughs> oh. So, I got some thoughts. It's it, it kind of goes into the cultural appropriation dialogue that I be talking about when it comes to this. I don't know enough about African culture, what tribe I came from. This list say African names, but I'm sure that there's difference between the different, you the know, regions. sections and regions yeah. of Africa. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. You know, and I don't really want an African name. But I don't want my white ass name either. <laughs> it's like I wish in the African-American community we had been set up in our past to be able to create something for ourselves that we really value that belong to us. We own or borrow or whatever you want to call what white people gave us and made us have. And well, But originally, I wonder like I wonder when the naming went more to just following what the Europeans would do. Because I'm sure when they first came over here, it was first, you know, even with them giving them a last name, I feel like when they had a child, they still named the child something that they were familiar with. Well, I imagine that within the family, yeah. the culture mm -hmm. that were enslaved, yeah. they had a name that they called a kid. And then a different but name. But I'm pretty right? sure on paper, yeah. for ownership oh, yeah. purposes, the masters had a name that they chose that they can read. Yeah, I just wonder when that 
Because I'm sure at some point, even the name that they had within their family changed. But I wonder when that occurred. I think it's like discipline in 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 sla- during slavery. You know, the mothers were expected to discipline their children in a fashion that would be pleasing to the master. Because if it wasn't, then the master would have to take it. over. And it was going to be worse. And yeah. it was going to be worse. And they would rather do it themselves than see a master do it. So I think that it's the same thing. At a certain point, they they had to name their kids something that they were moderately okay with before mm-hmm. they let somebody else do it worse. Yeah. You know? I just wonder when that, how long it took. I mean, we'll never know. There's no way to, to record or document that. But I just wonder when that, how long it took for that part of them to be broken. And they just kind of start naming John and Jill and Jan. The the thing I like about Black Panther is that it did represent the dynamic between African and African American. Mm-hmm. You know, it it represented the traditions that African culture is rooted in. Even though Shuri was kind of on the outside of of that tradition. Oh yeah, because of because she was a little bit more forward thinking yeah, uh-huh. than her than her peers. Yeah. And Killmonger's absolute disconcern with tradition because he don't really know it. Mm-hmm. Not firsthand. Like us, we can go read that oh, yeah. shit, but like, like and, and in his case, he read it in a book that his daddy had, but it wasn't firsthand. So like, how long do we have to wait before we can talk about aspects of this movie? Because it's killing me. Cause there's so many things, especially as far as what Killmonger represents, that I want to get into, and we can't because spoilers. <laughs> so, like, when when is it safe for us? To, are we gonna have to wait till we get out of the theater? Let's wait. Let's wait a few more weeks. Let's wait until it hit a billion. <laughs> when it hit a billion, if you ain't seen it, you ain't shit. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. If you're interested now. If you ain't interested in seeing it and you don't see it, then whatever. But if you interested in seeing it and you waited until after this period of time and you let everybody else pay to get that shit to a billion and you hadn't, fuck you <laughs> and your thoughts and your opinions about Black Panther. That's only if you want to see it. If you want to see it and hang out around to it and we help get it to a billion. Yep. Don't give a fuck about your little $12 now. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and the spoilers that I give, we give a spoiler warning. Yeah, we we. But still when that shit hit a that. billion, we talking about it, and that is very close. It is. I think it's at nine hundred million. Yeah, it's close. It's amazing. So, I'm so excited. But uh, when I say the when I add the cultural appropriation part, like it's the same thing as the dashikis and shit that they wore. I just don't know enough about African culture. Yeah. To put that shit on, it'll feel much better. If I did like Ancestry.com. I was just going to say, so if you got your DNA back and was able to ans- know exactly from where in Africa and you could research that, would then you feel better I about re- it? I feel better about it, but I don't think I would do it because it's, it's not my culture. Yeah. It's just not my culture. It's not, it's not mine. I want it to be mine. Yeah. I wish I was never in a position for it to not be mine, you know, throughout history. You could always move to wherever you're from. Why? Soak it up. Why would I? Because then it could become your culture. It can't become my culture. It could become your kids' culture if you raise them there. My culture is my culture. Them, my kids is still gonna have all them percentages of white in them. Oh well, yeah. And and Irish, 
and and other. Yeah. You know? And that's not something that I'm ashamed of, you no, know. But you realize as far as my lineage goes. You realize that over there that they have some similar issues and so the, all of them are not going to be 100 okay i know i mean it wouldn't of be, that part of it wouldn't really be too different from but, over there but my culture is american culture and white america invalidates what that means as a person with brown skin mm-hmm. but that's what i'm saying if you could if you could um like go over there settle down have your kids raised over there that breaks that cycle because i mean at this point that's just gonna be what it is like it'll never it's never gonna be any different but like if that's the case i could go to ireland and do that why would you want to though I'm, I'm part like that DNA thing gonna say that I'm part. I got By Irish like in my blood. Two percent. It's not enough. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, what if I got two percent of fifty different things? Like them ain't my culture. You still go with the majority. Them things ain't my culture. That's what I'm saying. The mix makes me what I am. The place I live at makes me what I am. The grounds that we live on. Again, they have mixes too. Yeah, that is their culture because they live there. It's not because they don't. They're purebreds. Like they all. Like I feel like there are a very small percentage of black people in the world that have not been affected by colonizers, and that that have like a pure lineage that isn't infected. With a, well, infected sounds really terrible. That isn't. That doesn't have all these things mixed in. Let me put it in, in a different way. I want my kids to grow up with parents that live in a place that is congruent to them to help my children become what I know and what I want them to be in that context. I can't take my kids to Africa and think that I can somehow help them become what that culture is. I can help them become what my culture is. Yeah, but your culture and my culture is fucked up. They're only going to be able to make it so far. Like, the things that come along with this culture that we do have is pretty terrible. It is terrible, but it's the terrible I know how to navigate. Yeah. It's the terrible that I know how to build somebody up in. Yeah. It's the terrible I know how to help somebody not be taken uh, under by how bad it can be sometimes but let's not act like i'm gonna go to africa and maybe not get malaria out here because my <laughs> immune system ain't ain't with that malaria shit. Oh, shit let's not act like i'm not gonna go to some parts of africa and see some kids with some gold in ak-47s oh yeah let's not act like well, you gotta go to the that's you don't you, go i had a, i had an african roommate where was he from? Lamo. Oh yeah, that's right. His daddy was all the way African. His mama was white. Mm, yep. You know, so know, yeah. yeah. So but he would tell me about places where he was from. Don't he go would to tell those me places. about some. He went home. He went home. It was. It. I don't remember. It was. Um. It was in Barboy. But that's what I'm saying. Wherever his home is, don't go to that. Place. He just. It's just different in Africa. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. You know, I mean. They got they set of problems. Yeah, they do. I'm not, you know. No place is going to be perfect. But that's what I'm saying. Having my kids grow up in a place where they can connect with who they are on a piece of paper. 
mm-hmm. ain't the same as them connecting with who I am being where I'm from. I'm, I, mean, I guess. I'm not interested in taking them to Africa just because this the motherland. I, well, That's I, not who I am. I'm not interested in doing it because it's the motherland, but I just said before, if I ever had a chance to get the fuck out of here and take my kids with me, I would. I would leave America in a heartbeat. The only thing that keeps me from doing it is means and opportunity. That is it. Like, if I could leave this shithole behind, I absolutely would. I'm not going nowhere. I would leave I in a heartbeat. I ain't going nowhere. This is, this is where my family been. This is my generation's been. This is my grandma my granddaddy died at. This is this is where I'm going to be. Mm-mm. You know, for better or for worse. Hopefully, at some point, it gets better. It ain't going to be better in your generation before you die, I don't feel like. Or before I die. That's why I'm just like, fuck it. Like, I, I can't foresee it getting better. I'm just, I mean, from my vantage point, if where you are geographically is where you're trying to find salvation or happiness or something that you enjoy. No, it's like, not where, but it, it it is a part of it, where you are and, and the opportunities that you're going to be able to take advantage of or it's a part of it. It's not all of your happiness, but I feel like I could be a little bit happier somewhere else. I don't know. I don't think so. Especially when I have all of these microaggressions. And I mean, there's racism er- everywhere. Do not get me wrong. And I'm not naive enough to not realize that. But like, there are days when I'm just like, fuck this place. Fuck it's all of these There's very few places, folks. including Africa, that you're going to go being an American, oh, whether yeah. or not your skin color is the same as theirs or not. True. That you're going to deal with shit. Like microaggressions yeah. here, you're going to be dealing with macroaggressions. <laughs> In other places, so I just, I guess it depends on what you want to deal with. Well, but for me, it would be about. It wouldn't necessarily be about me, cause like I said, I feel like in my my lifetime, I'm not gonna really see a lot of change anyway. But if I could set my family up to to maybe, they have a better life as the generations go on, as opposed to being here with this sinking ass ship that seems to be America then I would do that. Like, if if I'm going to be, if I'm going to have to deal with bullshit either way, I would rather deal with bullshit that I'm dealing with because I'm an American where my kids will be natural. They, they're not going to be Americans because they weren't born in America. And so as, as it goes on, that part will take care of itself. If I'm dealing with bullshit, I mean, I feel like I would rather deal with bullshit with a, a, a possibility of it, it may be getting better for the generations after me. Instead of just staying here, everybody dealing with bullshit after bullshit after bullshit after bullshit after bullshit, because that's what America seems to be. Well, for me, the end to this dialogue is I wish in the African-American community we had something positive that that we could grasp on to, you know, that that belonged to us. Yeah, because. You don't you don't even hear positive shit about African Americans. The only positive shit that you hear about African Americans is having to debunk bullshit. Yep. You know, cause the the propaganda that was placed against our culture by politics is just so heavy that people just believe all the shit. I think that leads us into our next question or next conversation. The next so that being said, we're going to run into uh, another a list that I wanted to go through to see what we do. We got another listener letter, too, but we're going to go through this first. Okay. Um, Ten lies and misconceptions about the hood that we need to stop spreading and believing. Let me put this disclaimer out there before you <laughs> start this list. 
I am from the country. So my input on this is going to be from my experience with people who are from the hood, like personal, like, you know what I'm saying? But I grew up country as fuck. We had chickens and cows and shit. So just keep that in mind. I just I like think to put hood, that out there. <laughs> I think hood is still a little bit too much for what this article actually presents. Well, I didn't know what the list was. Yeah, I, I know, I know. So I'm just putting a disclaimer out there uh, just I mean, in I case. I think you're going to know everything it's <laughs> okay. talking about. All right. Um, Kids who are smart and teased are bullied for acting white. No, that happens. That does happen. Now, it does say that it happens, but they trying to debunk that it's a minority group that, that it happens to. I don't know. I had that I mean, happen um, the entire time that I was in school from like probably right before middle school till I graduated high school. And it wasn't just like black kids white kids used to tell me i sound white which was really like the fuck you mean <laughs> so i experienced that and actually the date that i didn't talk about because you told me not to talk about it last week that i had told me that i talk white like because i was telling him he's from california so i said i felt like i should be crit walking every time he talked um yeah. he said that i sound very white like I so I still I still have I still get that sometimes, even as an adult. But as a kid, yeah. Even my fucking my cousins and shit. Like my dad's nieces and nephews used to tell me that. Like it wasn't even just at school. Like I got that a lot. I did. And for so for me it didn't seem like it was a minor. It just it was everywhere. Like everybody was saying it. So Well, I just I think I think the minority is the group of people it happens to versus the mass group of people who say it. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think that the article don't really represent that well because I didn't really experience that in terms of you talk white but you act white was something that I, that I, I you know, had to deal with in terms of getting A's on my assignments or in terms of raising my hand to ask questions. See, I never got that part of it. Like well, nobody gave me shit about it. Wasn't about being smart. It was just. Part for me, part of being intelligent is shit. I use the words that I learn, so my vocabulary is pretty large. And because I read a lot, and so it wasn't that I was like making A's. That I don't think anybody ever really mentioned that specifically. It was more how I talked and what I said and my lack of slang usage. Well, for me, it was like once they identified that you were somebody that was smart, that's who they want to group up with. That's who they want to sit by during tests and oh, assignments. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's, you know, who they talking about as far as homework goes. Like, I have experiences where, like, it's it was smart kids where we grew up that were more hood, that it just wasn't popular to do things that enhance your knowledge. They were kids that had the 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 ability mm -hmm. to intake that information but it's like it's a psychological block because that shit was seen as white people shit yeah you know it, it's just it's unfortunate that that level of progress is connected to you know white people when well, you when you raise questions oh, when yeah. you raise your hand to ask questions that like that shit is seen as something that white people do when you study yeah. When you when you stay after school and get help from the teacher that when it's a white teacher and it's black kids that so if y'all want to look up anything about this, it's called oppositional culture theory. I did a whole thing on it. 
Is it still the case? Because like I feel like the kids that I see now, I don't know that it's like that. Like because the kids are so, their way of of viewing the world is so different. Is that still? Is it still as as big of an so issue me, as it was? Let me tell you about what oppositional culture theory found. This is not really about intelligence. It's about the dynamics between two groups of people. Because this same phenomenon was found in all white towns, but it was between the farmer's kids and the politician's kids. Mm -hmm. It was a situation where, you know, the poor people who they just expected to work on the farm their whole lives, Mm -hmm. they, when other other of their peers would raise their hands, Mm -hmm. they would say, oh, you trying to be like the politician's kids, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's a dynamic between groups that your inner group circle Mm -hmm. is going to criticize you because they have this expectation of what you're going to be. And mm-hmm. when you talk about the poverty in the black community, the expectation of what you're going to be is not the same as what white people are going to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's like, I really don't think those kids had a, a sense of what we could potentially be, mm-hmm. but it was like more so this, this um, perception of white just being different than black. Mm-hmm. And when you do things that we identify as white, this is what happened, including how you speak, including your vocabulary, including instead of wearing Nikes, wearing, you know, what's Vans. You? Wearing Vans. Wearing Abercrombie and Finch instead of FUBU, you know, oh, yeah. for when for when we grew up in the yeah. 2000s, you know. Yeah. So I think that dynamic still exists today amongst amongst those group of people. I just think that we're, we have more kids and a society that's more focused on on black achievement now mm-hmm. that we can see less of that criticism between peers because kids will, kids today will tell you your dumb ass want to fail tests go go <laughs> yeah. fail it with your dumb ass <laughs> fist telling it looking ass you know what i'm saying <laughs> roasting their ass about being poor dumb. grades yeah you know opposed to getting roasted and isolated because you are a smart kid yeah you know that was just my experience though you know, it, it wasn't really it wasn't really bad. It was just my for my bad. for my situation, people just kind of look to me for answers sometimes. Except the time that I got threatened to get my ass beat for not helping this dude. Well, I it wasn't just like I did had to say I hate group work. I still hate it to this day. I hated it in college because once people recognize that you are somebody that's capable, they want to group up with you so they motherfucking ass don't have to do shit. I hated group work. I hated it. So I did have that, but I mean, people would make fun of how I talk. Like, I would deal with that pretty regularly, especially, again, this was like my own family members at home. Like, the neighborhood that I grew up in was just the neighborhood of my dad's people. Like, the whole, the fucking, the name of the street was their last name okay this is how much this neighborhood was like just them and my cousins and shit used to make fun of me all the time for like how i talked and um what my interests were and all of that shit so um it was more than just me being smart i feel like or it's an aspect me being smart and and having a large vocabulary is why i talk the way that i did because the fuck am i learning these words for if i'm not gonna use it that's stupid so of course I'm using the words. There's a wide range of that experience. And I have a client that I worked with that was raised by a one white parent and one black parent and went to some white schools and then went to some black schools. And he just knew so much more than the black kids. Oh, it's that's just a t- that's a testament to our educational and, and system. And the kids around him are like, how did he know so many words? Like they 
they want to know as much as he knows that's a testament to our education system they desire to know as much as he knows how depending like, on what school you get depends on the education that you get it's ridiculous Some poor ass schools we gotta figure that out all right number two people in the hood face constant pressure from drug dealers and or gang members to join them I don't have a frame of reference for that. I don't know. I don't, I don't really think either. so. I mean, I don't really either. But I don't know. I do think that in cities that have gang, a lot of gang related activity, mm-hmm. I do think you face a lot of pressure to belong somewhere. And I think that when you don't belong in your family unit, when your family is having a lot of issues, I think they go find somewhere to belong. Yeah. And those groups just have a lot of people that will accept you it's it's a superficial acceptance because of what you can offer to their system yep but what that looks like to somebody who needs acceptance from somewhere that's how it looks yeah you know and so i think that you know but i i don't think that happens in mass you know i I, i've heard of a lot of situations where the, the drug dealers in the community will protect the people who are smart who they feel like will grow and become something I mean, I wish Cole Jackson was here because he always says, and I don't know how much of it is him joking and how much of it, because he grew up in California and he said a lot that that was something that he faced, that he, you know, his aunt made sure to keep him in shit, to keep him away from that type of stuff and to keep him away from the pressure of, of joining something like that. So I don't know, because his goofy ass, who knows? I don't well, know how much is, of it you is know, true or not. I don't want to make it sound like this list is clearly a very stringent look at things that have a wide range of how it happens. Mm-hmm. California gangs are different than New York gangs and yeah. different than Florida gangs. And I mean, we don't really have gangs around here. No. That was, we I don't have really people have a that try to involve themselves in street shit, but don't yeah. need to. Or don't have to. It's not like a need. Yeah. You know, because I always think about Tupac where it's, his, his rap reference seemed to be about a a world that he wouldn't wish on his worst enemy but this is what i gotta do to survive mm-hmm. i gotta carry me a gun i gotta be ready to shoot i gotta be ready to fight you know even though you know because a lot of rappers they rap about that gang shit as if it's the thing to do and the thing to be mm-hmm. he rapped about that gang shit as if it was like i'm just telling y'all my story is fuckery yeah you know and so that's how i look at it so i know a lot of different people have a lot of different experiences but you know, i don't have a frame of reference for it again we but either way, what this article is doing is telling us that shit fake. So if it is not, then you know, send us a letter or let us know what your experience is with that shit if you grew up in a city that had that. Um, three, all drug dealers have money. Um, <laughs> clearly, that's not true. <laughs> there's levels to this shit. Like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like There's levels. No. Pookie, Pookie is this close to being a crackhead. Exactly. <laughs> you know, even though he accepts money for drug-related transfers, because you got to understand, there are low-level drug dealers who the money that they get, they owe to their boss, and they get like a small percentage of that. Or you got people that just just low-level anyway and just doing what they can do with the shit that they had. Like, that is not accurate at all. Everybody out here is not Tony Montana. That's not. And they don't even call themselves street uh, drug dealers no more. They, no. they prefer street pharmacists. <laughs> You know, more politically correct way of saying drug dealer. But yeah, yeah. they all don't have money. No. I mean, it's a lot of money to be made in drugs, but the risk is so high yep. that most people get taken to something about the risks. Yep. They don't reap the rewards of mm-hmm. what, what that gain could be. 
Not yep. not not on the street level. No. On the government level, they get all the shit. And hood rich and rich is two different things too, mind you. Let's not forget that. What is rich in a, a neighborhood stricken with poverty and what is rich in like the the outside world is completely different. So yeah. also we gotta look at what you mean by rich. By what standards do you mean rich? Because hood rich is different. Hood rich is very different. Ain't nobody use the word rich. Got a lot All of money. All drug dealers have money. Oh, okay, sorry. Well, that's Google. different than rich. <laughs> Just because they can afford a nice car, and you know, not live in a in a uh, a house with no windows. <laughs> then it's not rich. They're not rich, but no. he got money. But from a kid's perspective, that he, is. You know, when you're living in one of the houses that ain't got windows, that is rich. Most young people don't make it past 21. That the fuck? I don't know. Nobody says most in that statement. Like, if you ever, <laughs> give you a hint, if you ever are taking a multiple choice test and you see the word most, that is likely not the answer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, because most, like, most is not a word that that's ever used when this dialogue is it like people want to make it past 21 but it's not most people don't make it past 21 no. otherwise it'll be an epidemic of motherfucking black people that wasn't the age we are yep you know but then again hood is subjective so i wasn't raised in the hood uh, again i mean my 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 community had little areas where you know it might have been more dangerous but we we didn't live in the, we didn't have no hood. we didn't have no shit nowhere near shit like that was shit dangerous in because of bobcats and shit it was snakes <laughs> <laughs> when when no no gangs or nothing like that you must know how to fight because that's the only way you would have been able to survive no there's so many most comedians are comedians because that's the that was what they did that's a no i don't think that is true at all if you want to avoid the trappings of the hood you should probably stay in the house as much as possible who the fuck I just don't know who say this. <laughs> what? No. Um, seven. There are no middle class families in the hood. I don't know who say that. <sighs> There's a lot of people that make good money. Like it's people around it that own the businesses and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. like it's black people that own the businesses. So it's a middle and upper class families in the hood. Yep. Um, there are no nuclear families in the hood. Oh, fuck off. You know, uh, poor black parents don't care about their children. Wow. <laughs> And people in the hood are controlled by a constant fear of violence. Wow, those last ones were just—it just make me wonder who in the who the fuck this person friends fuck. is. They don't have no black, friends. you know. Or where they did they get possibly. this? Where did they learn this information Rap from? Rap music. <laughs> Rap music don't even be this specific. No, Rap music but don't tell you about their life. We are very, very personal, private take culture. Assumptions from. The things that are said in rap music and so this must mean their parents weren't involved and didn't care about them or this must mean that they were scared of the violence like that that's this did not come from any studying of black people i can assure you this is perceptional totes i got you but that's the list that's stupid that's the list that's stupid but uh if you have any questions about that you know let us know input feedback now what the fuck shogun said shogun <laughs> government name podcast what's up man um he labeled this prince of chocolate milk oh that was the name of our last episode 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I really thought that was a reference to me for some reason. No. I mean, it still could have been because it was. I mean, it's not. Uh, the but the but I was just gonna tell everybody that I do have a YouTube channel. The title was about you. The, the last week's title was you. You were the prince. Of I didn't know. Milk. Why do you think I came up with the? I title? was like, what the hell movie is she talking prince about? Prince of Egypt, Prince of Chocolate Milk. <laughs> <laughs> did yes. I mention the? I did you mention the video. This, and all twenty. My YouTube channel is always on point. I got some food reviews. Just a few fruit food reviews, but it's always on point. I stopped doing them when I had to get my root canal. I got some more recorded. <laughs> I just got to edit them and put them up. I'm going to start back. But yeah, that's why I was named that. Okay. It was about you. I didn't know it was about me. Chocolate yeah. mix is delicious. Uh, gross. Uh, Shogun. Hey, guys. Gender neutral greeting. Oh, Shogun, <laughs> here, long-time listener, love the podcast. You guys always challenge my perspective on topics, but I have a possible correction about last week's show that I think on point said... The Fort Hood shooting happened on a military base where everybody was armed. Well, unfortunately, on military bases, soldiers are unarmed. Weapons are kept locked up, and the military police are the only ones who have weapons. I wonder what would happen if everybody was allowed to carry on the base. Would the shooter have injured as many people? But I have a question. Since you guys love going off on a tangent, in an alternate universe, they have outlawed guns, and you're walking down a dark alley. You run into an unsavory character and he starts to mug you. You have your wallet in one hand and a gun and your other mugger has a knife. What do you do? So, I will get to that question in a minute. Okay. I do want to talk about my comments about the Fort Hood shooting. There were still military police with guns, correct? Even well, if this is the thing. This is the thing. This is this is my dialogue about, about the Fort Hood shooting. Even if once a gunshot popped off and they knew it was a threat, if they allocated all the guns to people who could stop that, the problem is the element of surprise. Yep. The reason that I drew parallels between Fort Hood and schools is because they're trying to create the same environment that couldn't even be stopped at that point. Yeah. What they're trying to do is they're trying to arm a few people in the school who are will voluntarily arm themselves which would be similar to the military police in those instances. Mm -hmm. And they think that that would be a solution for when a surprise attack happens to save somebody somehow. Mm -hmm. So the parallel is you have this system, one, the military over here, the school military over here, where everybody is not carrying a weapon, but the people who are carrying weapons still can't stop it from happening. Yep. You know, so the re that that's the reason I, I might've said something that I might, I guess from this, I said something that, made it seem like they all carrying guns but i was speaking of the access that they have a gun mm -hmm. i just really if every teacher had a gun strapped to their back you know what i'm saying Which, i just don't think it would it would resolve the problem because that would just make it more accessible i imagine the reason that the military can't don't carry guns on base considering that it's the military is that something happened Mm -hmm. something happened so if if we're looking at our trained professionals in our society who have been stripped of their guns because shit might happen mm -hmm. due to people being um, mentally unstable, the military bases took guns away. They modified the access. Why can't we do that in society? Teachers are not military. Like, I just, I, I don't understand why this is even a fucking conversation. 
Like, if you went to any college and you met anybody that was going to school to be a teacher, they most people who are going to school to be teachers are not people that are going to be able to stop an active shooter. It's just not. You can give them guns all the fucking day long. What you're not taking into consideration is once an emergency situation starts happening, because they're not talking about training these teachers. They're talking about giving bonuses to teachers who will go out themselves and acquire guns legally and have the guns in the school they are not trained for emergency situations like i don't know and i I think everybody has this idea that well if i had a gun and i was in that situation i would just get my gun and no the fuck you wouldn't necessarily like it's so easy to sit at home behind your computer and say well if i had been there the same way that motherfucking trump did and say if i had been there i'd have ran in there you would not have that's bullshit like these people are not trained to do what you're potentially going to be asking them to do. These are teachers. Now, unless you're going to make all, take some of the soldiers and give them teaching credentials and have them in the schools teaching, asking a teacher that went to a four-year institution and got her teaching degree to then go and, and be armed in case of some fuck-up shit happening and you expecting them to rise to the occasion is ridiculous and unfair. So I want to... I do want to to create a, a fair fair point about this dialogue as it pertains to our society because I was having a conversation with somebody that helped me realize that maybe I'm conflating or adding some stuff that hadn't really been said in a dialogue, but I, I just want to see and, and Shogun, you can give some feedback about that. So the guy that I was having a Facebook discussion with that's a police officer was saying that yeah arming i think teachers at school should be armed but it don't have anything to do with stopping the next school shooting like nowhere in this dialogue have people been saying hey teachers we're going to arm teachers so that they can stop these shootings from wait, happening wait okay I'm, I'm gonna let you finish no, no, I'm no, saying. Go ahead. yeah go ahead Cause nope. this is one of those situations where motherfuckers act like context isn't important. But no, go ahead. Well, go ahead and finish what he was well, saying. Well, what what he's saying is that, in accordance with the Second Amendment, he believes that anybody that wants to be armed to protect themselves should be able to. He said that it is not even the case that they need to run out in the hallway and and approach the shoot next shooter that's in there. That's not how this is being. This is not how it's being presented. This I, look, was, I, I <laughs> went look. I went back to watch some videos, and like they are putting that out as an avoidance of dealing with the issue, but they aren't saying this is a way to deal with the issue. They are making it just a teachers to be able to arm themselves, not to protect the students, but if nothing else, to protect themselves. If this had been. If they had come out and said this and no fucking shooting had just happened, I would agree with you. But the fact that you're coming out and you're doing this on the heels of this fucking shooting, the people that that are going to be voting on these maps, you cannot tell me that these people do not think that this is a a solution to active shooters. Like you, because if that was the case, if you just feel like their Second Amendment rights are being whatever the fuck, this would have been a conversation. This would not be a conversation that happened after a fucking shooting. That's bullshit. Like people get on my nerve acting like context don't matter. You cannot say something and then I use context and then you say, well, I didn't say that exactly. 
Motherfucker, context matters. You no, know, this was not a conversation prior to a school, a mass school shooting. So you tell me that this ain't is, got yes, nothing. But the thing is, yes, it has been. Yes, it has been. Arming teachers, arming anybody that wants to be armed. It's a lot of it's a lot of Second Amendment advocates that do not agree with the school being a gun free zone. It's a lot of them. It's always been. It has that ain't not new. been at this level where the president of the United States is having conversations with fucking Congress and shit. No, not to this. No, no, no. This is in response to that school shooting. I, I mean, it just is. Like, clearly, everything that goes on in our environment politically is a response to something that happens in the environment. It is. If don't shit happen in the next year, it ain't thing, no point. This no dialogue. Out to Sandy Hook. They weren't doing it, was not this big fucking. Having a conversation about arming teachers in school all over CNN. That's because we and, didn't have a president that would say that. Donald Trump said that shit. He did, but like it was we would. I'm not saying it doesn't matter who said it. It was in response to the shooting. No, it was in reference it, to the shooting. What I'm saying is, because he could have did that last year before this shooting. What happened. I'm saying is, if a shoot the, the shootings that happened during Bush's presidency, if he would have said armed teachers, if that would have came out of his mouth, it would have been that dialogue. That's what would have happened. You know, it's just that. We got a new president in new times. We're in a time where kids don't just do fucking tornado drills. They do active shooter drills, too. It's just a new time. Like, we didn't have these shits to worry about. So you think that this then. has nothing to do with people thinking that these teachers are going to save students if an active shooter comes into school? They just want them to make sure they have their second I'm amendment right? I'm not saying right? that. I'm saying that this dialogue existed before this. And I'm saying that a lot of people are latching on to the existing dialogue. I think people who there are a large group of politicians, to your point, that are trying to use this platform and use arming teachers as a way to avoid taking actual action that will help. Yep. But I think a lot of realists understand that that ain't a solution to school shootings. You realize that the parents of some of the victims have also said that the, the teachers need to be you don't think that they're saying that because their fucking kid got shot and they feel like teachers being armed would have helped save their kid like it to say that it has nothing to do with the school shootings is just bullshit and I, I just I no. <laughs> I, I never no. said that it had nothing to do with the school shooting. You're saying he's saying that nobody said anything about arming the teachers to avoid school shooting. That's what he said, correct? That it wasn't, they're not talking about them saving no, the school. No, that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is they're not verbalizing that context matters like so the, because they're not saying the words exactly that this will prevent the next school should they have to say that for this to be what this is about no i'm not saying that i think that the situation is that he don't he's not trying to say that this has nothing to do with the next school shooting he said that they didn't say that it did but i what i'm telling you is that the gun enthusiasts that the ones that don't believe a school should ever have been a gun-free zone anyway ain't saying that this is what's gonna do that they using this as a platform to get what they want anyway but i don't back to whether or not it's like the majority or, or the minority or most i don't think that all of the people who are saying that now are those people you talking about I, I I think that there are a small percentage of people in this this conversation that we're having now that already felt that way. There are new people who feel this way because of this shooting, and I feel like it is more people who feel that way because of this fucking shooting than are those who already felt that way before. 
I don't believe I don't that the majority of these people are people who already felt like the school should be armed because it's people now who have changed their whole stance on guns, especially the people in Florida, especially the people who had kids that went to that school or people that have just kids going to school in general that were impacted by that who have changed their stance on guns. And what I'm saying, the new group that you're talking about. I are, feel like are larger than the group you're talking minute, about. Wait a minute, the new group of people that you're talking about are people who believe that the school having teachers armed will stop the next school shooting. Yes. That's the new group of people. The old group of people, which are most of the Second Amendment people, have wanted to go to schools and not be able to have their guns. They have always wanted to have their guns with them regardless. But you as a gun owner wanting your gun and you saying that teachers, that you're going to offer to pay a teacher more if they will have a gun or go get their gun license is completely different. You saying, I already got a gun, I should be able to carry my gun anywhere with me, included into the school, is vastly different from encouraging teachers to secure gun licenses to have them in the school. That is completely different. And that has been said. That's what, like, well, I, that's, there's a parallel I'm drawing. Trump is creating a new genre of people that go get a license to be armed at the mm -hmm. school. The people I'm talking about are people that if they got a job at the school because they keep their gun everywhere with them, they don't want that job because they can't have their gun at school. But I don't think That's you, the general the Second Amendment way, NRA The only way that member. what he said works is if you leave out this new group. That's the only way. Because to say that nobody has said that this is going to stop a school shooter or nobody had, like, that's not what it's about is not true. The only way that would be true if it, the only people that were talking about this, including Trump, because he's with the new group, would be if it was just the Second Amendment people who already felt like they just should have their guns anyway. And it's not. You have to look at it collectively because they all want the same thing now for different reasons, but they still want the same thing. And so if you look at them as a group, it is no way that you could possibly say that nobody is saying that this is going to stop the next school shooting. Because as a, they're a group, you cannot separate them. They all want the same thing for different reasons, but their reasoning I don't feel like matters. All, I, I don't know. I think this new shit conflated the already big group with the same ideas. If you talk about the Second Amendment and if you're talking about NRA members, none of them wanted schools to be gun-free zones before this happened. Even before, before the mass epidemic of school shootings. Mm -hmm. I don't even really know what happened to create schools as gun-free zones, but they have never ever wanted guns to be a gun-free zone. So who you talk about those people. Who the fuck want people to have guns at the school where their kids are? Do you... Because here's the thing, and here's what I, I again, with the, having the guns in the school, having them present in the school, do you think that there are not kids who may not have access to a gun otherwise, who wouldn't find a way to pick locks or access these guns? Like, these are, these are kids, these are teenagers, these are people who it would not be beyond them. Fucking kids at their parents' home pick the parents like lock, gun locks and shit sometimes. You, you don't, the reason probably why it was a, a gun free zone is because you, the access that, that affords the kids in that school who decide that this is something that they want to do, who may not have access to it elsewhere, you really think a kid wouldn't be able to figure out how to get the fucking gun out of the locker? Well, I don't think, I, I think schools being a gun free zone is in response to adults that enter the school, that walk from across the street with their Second Amendment rights, they have to put their Second Amendment rights up going. I don't think guns 
uh, gun-free zone ever meant that school that guns can be in the schools by administrators and shit. But that's what. But again, that's what we. That's what we're go, or they want to go to is administrators having guns in the school because you having a gun license ain't gonna do shit if, a, if somebody come in the school if your gun's not on you. Therefore, all of these teachers who are there saying should be able to have their guns in the school. The guns gonna have to be in the school somewhere. And you're not going to tell me that none of these kids will not be able to figure out how to fucking access them guns. Like, you're just not going to tell me but that. that. But that's what I'm talking about in the dialogue. That's why I'm bringing this up. That's why it's important to discern the group that's saying we're going to protect the kids with our guns that these teachers voluntarily have versus teachers should be able to arm themselves because it's their Second Amendment but right. But if the, if, the, if the end result is the same, why? what difference does it make with the beginning, the reasoning was? Because at the end of the day, if that happens, whether it's because you feel like people should have their Second Amendment rights or whether you feel like teachers should be able to arm the kids or uh, uh, protect the kids, guns will still be in the school. Period. This, this, is my, this is my... So I don't know why the reason matters if the result is the same. Like, if either one of these groups gets their way, teachers will have guns in the school. Who cares what the if reason was? If one group had their way, guns never would have been taken out of the school anyway. That doesn't matter today, though. Like, it's still, at the end of all of this, either one of these groups getting their way, either the guns will be back in the school or the guns will just go into the school. But the result is the same. What's You're the still going to have kids at school with guns that they may or may not be able to access. Because think about all of these schools, these poor schools who can't even give the textbooks and shit. Even if they find some high-tech-ass way to secure these guns where the kids can't fucking fuck with them, all schools are not going to have that same level of security. And we know that because all schools don't even have the same level of education. So there are going to be schools where they're going to do the, the bare minimum to lock these guns away because they don't have the money to do any better. So all of the people that were like, well, they, you know, they have all of these safes where it's like infrared or fingerprint. You think every school in America, or most of these schools are going to be able to afford that shit when they can't even teach your fucking kid? But in order to understand the context of how that guy was speaking goes into just my problem with a capitalistic society, an individualistic society, and the way that the Second Amendment enthusiasts carry on the dialogue about it. Because a, a parent... Walking into a school with a gun ain't it's about them being able to protect themselves. It's about them thinking themselves as an individual to be able to protect themselves. The same and thing for a teacher that's in the school that wants to protect themselves while they're in the school. They want to be able to protect themselves wherever they are, including in the classroom with your child. That's no different than a parent walking in off the street with their gun. The result again is gonna be the same. You're going to have teachers walking around or I'm sure, like I said, they'll find some kind of way to have like on the bases where their guns are there, but access isn't readily available unless there's an emergency situation. But like I said, y'all, kids are smart as fuck. We have seen them get involved in shit they shouldn't be involved in. And so for me, I would not be comfortable with my kid going to, school, to a school where there were guns around, even if they are locked up, because these badass kids know how to figure shit out and like i said the the level of security in the schools are not going to be the same and anybody who feels like that is naive and and ridiculous because again we can't even get the same quality of textbooks we can't even get the same quality of teachers the same quality of technology none of these the schools don't have equal anything else so the gun shit ain't gonna be equal either the way that they secure the guns is not gonna be it's not gonna be equal among all these schools it ain't and so you're going to have schools where it's not as secure, 
where shit can happen that might not have been able to happen because these kids ain't got access to guns at home. Their parents are not gun holders, but there's some at the school. And me and you know what the reality is. What I'm talking about is the misconception and the perceptions that these enthusiasts have. And in order to be fair in this dialogue, it's still important to, to tease out the different groups that exist within that. For to me, me, the mean, the end is what the end result is. I don't, again, it, it doesn't matter. But I think matter. guns being in the school to them ain't the problem. Ain't a problem. To them, guns ain't the problem. It doesn't matter what and, they think. And you know what the thing is? If guns, if they, if they put guns in the schools and the school shootings still happen at the same rate, but no accidental issues with guns happen, then it would just show that it didn't make a difference. You know, our perception is that we believe that the access to the guns will be in the school and they'll already have it instead of outside of the school. Mm. Not only that, but accidents will fucking happen mm -hmm. with them guns. You know, they think that guns being there at the most, you will allow teachers to be able to protect the kids somehow from an active shooting. At the least, will allow people to have their Second Amendment in another place where they should because we don't believe that they second amendment should be taken away from them anywhere okay. because from their perspective is they God given right okay. for somebody to be armed. So then they're going to change the, the rules for bases as well for military bases where their personnel are not allowed to carry guns on a fucking military base. If we're going to allow it in the school with the children, then that also needs to be the case across the board. It, they need to be allowed everywhere. If you're going to so. put them around so your kids, then military bases. Shit, the, not I, even military bases. Fuck the military base. Shit, the courthouse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Federal buildings. Yep. If like, you're going to put the, the kids in that position, you should put it in everybody's like second me, amendment. If a politician legitimately don't believe that the guns are the issue, then why why can't anybody bring their concealed weapons into the courthouse? Because them politicians don't want to be in a building. Because they know <laughs> that people in a compromised mind state yep. with access to guns can create a situation where violence happens. Yep. So they protect themselves, but now it's like but the teachers need to have but like but th that's where the nra comes in the or nra the police state like just so many the nra is pushing a heavy heavy agenda as it pertains to continue being able to make the money they make from from gun manufacturers and i wish that people were so weren't so stupid that they don't realize that that's what it is you really think they give a fuck about your rights like that's just funny to me that they really think that the nra is out here caring about people's rights they care about the money that y'all make for them by going out buying all these damn guns and if they have their way and this happens where guns are readily available it's gonna be way more people buying guns and that's gonna help them out they don't care about y'all right that's just so funny to me like maybe the nra started out that way maybe but over the years the the money making machine that it has become that is what but they the thing about. is i don't i don't i don't think so i mean i think there's some evil mastermind that sat around a round table and said how we gonna make this happen but i believe that these politicians now have drank the american kool-aid around the second second amendment I and i think they, they deeply the i think they deeply intrinsically believe that they should be able to have whatever weapons they want that ain't military and they should be able to have whatever tools that help them have fun and enjoy shooting their gun at the cost of the people who may be mentally compromised using these things against the rest of society that's the cost of being in a capitalistic individualistic society so you don't it's think it society, has anything to do with the money that they make behind this you think they hold really on a second, okay. hold on a second it's a society 
that creates a situation where you feel like you've made it on your own by yourself and that you're the only one that matters in that journey and you can't think outside of yourself into the group context yes i do believe that the arnra does this to make money but the nra been doing this for long enough for people who are 100 years old this organization was around before they was even fucking born so i believe that kids of them motherfuckers and grandkids of them motherfuckers do gen genuinely believe that shit it's a lot of people that the nra does hire and it's a lot of politicians that support gun the second amendment that they truly believe that that shit that they be spewing about you have to support the second amendment to make the money i don't i, I don't know how you can know what their actual motivation is whether it's because they what? actually believe in because you can't make the but money the and is, not believe in the second amendment it's people who who ain't 30 yet who gonna be politicians when they turn 30 that done believed in the second amendment since they were five they weren't getting nothing from it from five to 29 just because they start getting something from it at 30 don't, don't mean that they never genuinely believed that. I, I, I don't think they the all start ups, believing shit. I don't think the higher ups are those people. The new people that are coming in that's been drinking the Kool-Aid of second amendment. Sure. But like these people that are well established in there that have seen the benefits I just don't believe that their their continuation is because of the Second Amendment. I just they making well, money. Well, what I'm saying they are making money, but what I'm saying is that these fifty year olds were still them five year olds that was drinking that sh that Kool Aid in the goddamn fifties. I you, think that's the case. But I don't know that the people that are in there now are are still spewing the same rhetoric about second amendment as much as it is the lifestyle like if i if i'm a, a teenager and i i'm have this wonderful lavish lifestyle because my dad works for the nra and because of the second amendment am i really for the second amendment or do i just see the benefits of what this has done for me like i don't know that they're still second amendment i don't know that they're still spewing the same rhetoric that they would have been 100 years ago when this shit started i just feel well, like there's plenty of people that don't gain anything and those the are the lower Amendment people. Rampart. That's what I'm saying. They're I'm, lower, but if they became a politician tomorrow, that don't mean their perspective changed because now the NRA pays them. I feel like a lot of them aren't smart enough to become politicians, but maybe Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think that there's a lot of politicians that have Second Amendment thoughts and became politicians with that shit, and the NRA just pay them to vote in my favor sometimes. And a lot of them do it all the time, but it's a lot of Second Amendment enthusiasts that have stood up against the NRA because their position don't represent all the politicians' position. Like what you're saying is anytime you get money regarding something like the Second Amendment, your views automatically change. If you get a mass amount of money. But, but you're making it seem like it had to be different prior to that. It had to be different. And then when you started getting money, it changed to whatever they wanted to be. It could just be that they have their level of what they believe about the Second Amendment. And when they get money, maybe it shifts or maybe just their policy changes happen. But the fact that so many people are so gung-ho about the Second Amendment, like watch watch a CNN panel on, on gun, uh, gun control. They're going to have three people that don't fuck with it and they're going to have three people that do fuck with it. Mm -hmm. And the three people that do fuck with it, sometimes they ain't nobody. But they feel like that shit. If they became a politician, the NRA would pay the hell out of them. And you know what? A lot of that money would impact how they make policy changes. Yes. A lot of that money would impact how they talk about these kind of age limits and changes as it pertains to that. Yes, but it, it don't necessarily mean that they didn't have strong ass opinions about the second amendment before they got in that position i think you could be apathetic and do that if you don't really care one way or another but this way gets you money and the other way don't i don't think you have to be like full gung-ho about it like you could be apathetic about it 
you don't think that there's some people who just like i care very much i'm on the opposite end but you don't think that there's people that are kind of apathetic about it because it doesn't I really think, it doesn't impact them like well, it i don't think it's like dave Chappelle. i think it's like i don't think they like dave Chappelle. dave Chappelle in one of his stand-ups said you know which one tastes better coke or pepsi whichever one paid me most recently I don't think everybody like that. I don't think everybody is like that. I but think I motherfuckers think, come in. I think they fund campaigns of people who already think like they ass. And then when they get there, because they funded them, they expect a return on their interest. I don't think that a politician's views change that drastically to make them say this shit. I think the reason that this shit... Do you shit, know how many corrupt-ass politicians it is that's out here doing shit for money? Like, that. not even talking about guns. Just shit in general. We see all the time how they get caught up because they was doing bullshit, getting money in the background. They don't act... This like, act let's not act like these are upstanding citizens who what, this is beneath. What I'm saying is that the NRA don't fund the neutral motherfucker and then pay him to do their bidding. They fund motherfuckers that already got videos of themselves shooting AR-15s, of them goddamn tattooing the Second Amendment rights on their arm. Them the motherfuckers who they funding, the, uh, they funding their campaign. You know what I'm saying? I think they and do yes, both. yes, money shifts that shit. Like they trying to use that rhetoric in the news. Like you know what? The NRA is already funding people whose views are like this. It has nothing to do with that. Like it got everything to do with that. Even Trump recognized that shit. Mm -hmm. Trump said in the last meeting they had, he said, I'm not scared of the NRA like y'all motherfuckers. And they, boy, their faces were so goddamn salty in that mm -hmm. room. But that's just like, the, everybody the knows that that shit makes a difference. The chief even knows that it makes a difference. You know what I'm saying? He's it, like it's, three. shit make a difference. You know, but we can't act like they start with a blank template, motherfucker. I don't think everybody does, but I do think that there are people that are involved in this that are apathetic, who is like, okay, I, but that's fine. Because it doesn't impact them. Changing these laws don't impact these people at all. It do if they got an AR-15. But even if they don't have an AR-15, it doesn't. Like, changing the laws to, like, where what the gun enthusiasts do want don't impact them. Because guess what? We can change the laws. I can still not have guns in my house. I can still feel how the fuck I want to feel about guns, but do what these gun enthusiasts want. If I'm apathetic to the situation, it don't change their lives at all. It doesn't matter to them. They can still live the same existence that they're living while making school, um, making guns available in schools. They're just going to send their kids to di a different school that decided not to do that shit. Like, they have the ability to make their life whatever it is that they want, so they don't care. I absolutely believe that there are people that are really apathetic. I don't. Th obviously, there are gun enthusiasts. I'm not saying that they're not any of those. But I do think that there's some people in there that they were apathetic about it and doing this has been very lucrative for them and so they don't care because their kids ain't gonna be impacted by this shit i mean when you're talking about politics clearly a range of motherfuckers gonna exist yeah. you know it's a lot of people that's influenced by a lot of shit mm -hmm. now to go to the next part of of the question in an alternate universe they have outlawed guns and you're walking down a dark alley I would never be walking down a dark no, alley. No, who? Every time I see people say that, I'm like, why would you walking down a dark? Either alley? way, either way, for some reason, I'm walking down a dark alley. It was lit at first, and then all the lights went off. So I'm surprisingly now <laughs> in a dark alley. I didn't expect to be in. Okay. You run into an unsavory character, and he starts to mug you. So I guess the lights going off was on him. He probably did that shit on purpose. <laughs> see me going down a dark alley. Now I don't know why somebody would mug me. I'm black, I'm big, I look threatening. Like, you don't know. You 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 should feel like you might have to kill somebody. 
tonight if you run into me. You know, you know, we know what wealth perceptually looks like in America. Yes. Just rob your skinny white man. <laughs> if he got a good ass haircut, look, white people with good ass haircuts, that haircut might have cost three hundred dollars. They only got to get one once every four months. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like black folk got to get haircut down there every three weeks. Yeah. If they want to keep that fade and that edge up right, especially if you got a little Eddie Monster with those peak coming down the middle. <laughs> you know? So I don't know why they robbing me, but look, I'm in this situation. I have my wallet in one hand and a gun in the other hand and the mugger has a knife. Now, in this alternate universe, I don't have a gun because guns are outlawed. Say, yeah. How did I get a gun? Like, did I have my gun left over or am I breaking the law? Because I never break the law. But going to this question, let's say I do break the law. I have a gun somehow and he have a knife. What am I going to do? What are you going to do? I, <laughs> I, I, first of all, I feel like I'm one of them people that I, first I will probably never own a gun. If I did own a gun, I'm one of them people that that would forget about. Oh, he said the senior. Why the fuck are you walking around with a gun in your hand? And guns are illegal. This whole scenario don't make no sense. Like, do I not have pockets? I'm black. Why I got my wallet in one hand? Did I take my wallet <laughs> out and was about to give it to his ass, or like did I just was I did, was I just paying for something? I can't. I can't answer it because like I'm black in America and I'm going to be like doing something that like obviously is breaking the fuck. If a police officer walked by guns and law, my black eye, my black ass walking around with this gun in my hand. The fuck? I, I just this whole thing. Just, I don't understand it. I would be one. Of, first of all, I wouldn't have it in my hand. It would be somewhere on my person and I would forget that I had it. So I would act like I would if I didn't have a gun, which probably do we a, a wallet and a gun no bags you just walking around with a wallet and a gun so this is how i'm gonna answer this question i don't okay? understand in this alternate universe i'm going to assume i'm a badass motherfucker that ain't never gave a fuck about walking down no goddamn dark alleys and you know what <laughs> i also don't give a fuck about the law because i got a pistol and i'm walking around with that bitch in my hand down a dark alley with my wallet in the other hand wishing a motherfucker would and you know what this outlaw, this this unsavory looking ass mugger done came up to me with a knife. I'm gonna shoot this motherfucker dead in his eyeball. Left but, one. But then you're gonna if like that's the thing, because now you have done something illegal as fuck because you ain't supposed to have this gun. You done killed this person with something illegal and you black. You know they're gonna use that. We gonna get to a story about how fucked up it is to be black in America sometime, but I just imagine that they would focus more on the fact that you had this illegal gun that you were protecting yourself and your ass would get locked up is what i feel like would happen in this universe i'm a badass motherfucker i don't get caught <laughs> what are you talking about i have an answer because he didn't say that it was uh an actual gun so for me in this alternate universe it is a um one of the guns that rick has and rick and morty that opens a up a portal, portal. I would have a portal gun. I just open that bitch up underneath his ass and keep it walking. That's without, cause that ain't, I would not be breaking the law and have an actual gun. Hell, it ain't illegal to have an actual gun and I don't have an actual gun. So if this is an alternate universe. I'm going to assume it's a universal portal guns. I'm going to open that bitch up and let it send him somewhere else. And I'm going to go on about my night. So this is the thing. We just dance circles around your question. So I'm just going to, I, <laughs> well, no, no, we didn't dance circles around it, but say, we, we completely invalidated what his purpose of, of the question was. So I'm going to try to guess what the purpose of it sounds like 
it if you had like a gun, would you use it? Kind well, of not shit. even if I don't know if he asking me if I had a gun, would I use it? Or because he could just ask me that now. If I had a gun and a motherfucker tried to mug me, I shoot his ass. If I if I was if I had my everything together in order with what our legal oh, yeah. system says to have a gun, and I value guns enough to conceal and carry. And a motherfucker tried to mug me with a knife. I shoot the fuck out his ass. So what do you think he's trying to ask? I don't understand. I don't the know. I, I I feel like he might be trying to draw a parallel for the importance of guns in our society mm. versus another society where guns would not be important or or even in Alfred. You know the question is, and I guess the question is because we have societies, we have cultures in our society that have had their guns taken away and don't have access to guns like that, and things like school shootings have have been reduced. But you know, if you ask anybody, knife, any a way that motherfucker want to fuck you up, they gonna fuck you up. Yeah, you know, you can't fuck somebody. You can't mass fuck up people with a knife though. That just you ain't gonna do that. But that shit has happened though. Mass fucking yes. up for people Look with knives. Look that shit up. When? In what? China. How? How could that have happened? I don't know. I'm just saying, if a mother, <laughs> if a motherfucker go down in a subway running full speed, just stabbing motherfuckers in the chest <laughs> while he was going with two knives, that shit possible. <laughs> Most of them people probably ain't gonna die because he running like he might hit an arm. You ain't gonna hit everybody perfectly in the heart. This so, bitch might be a chef. Yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker might be a goddamn. He might be a architect with the a likelihood fucking knife. of that happening is a lot less than if somebody went down that same subway with two automatic weapons shooting he gonna still hit a lot more people period he is that's just what it is if he go down with two ar-15s and just shoot, he gonna kill a whole lot more people than he would jabbing with i don't know knife. i mean if, if it's usain bolt they ain't gonna catch that nigga he you know put down 350 <laughs> people <laughs> before they catch his ass i just Listen, I'm not I'm not trying to argue. I'm not arguing that point. I'm just saying I looked that shit up and it have happened with a fucking knife. It ain't happened enough to draw the parallels to okay. say we shouldn't be able to have guns because this shit happened with a knife. Like Okay. That's all but, I was looking for. Yeah, like, but I go back same. I go back to my example of if you got a fucking toddler, a three year old and a knife on the table. If these motherfucking second uh amendment enthusiasts had their way they wouldn't do nothing about the knife because it's not it's just it's just a tool can't i mean it's just a tool the tool can't can't fuck up only a person that we've deemed that does not have the mindset to handle that tool is the problem and when you deem that a fucking three-year-old don't have the mindset to handle that tool you move that shit somewhere else so it should be the same way if you deem that a 30-year-old don't have the mindset to handle that tool, you got to do something with the tool. From my perspective, you know, and I, I don't mean get rid of the AR, but shit, uh, I can go to a goddamn gun show right now. Mm -hmm. I ain't got shit, mm -hmm. and buy a gun because yep. I got the money. Yep. If I want to blow your brains out, calamity red. What the fuck? Would and you it's do a that? gun show going on. <laughs> I can do that shit easily. But why? Why would you want to do that? I wouldn't do that. But the, <laughs> but I was thinking. If they started doing heavier background checks for people, it's a large group of people that wouldn't be able to have guns. People with domestic violence charges mm -hmm. wouldn't be able to have guns. And imagine how many men in our society would be fucked up on that front if they're heavier background checks. I think that it's, it's a lot of shit that people who already exist who think it will fuck up their guns, that it will fuck up their access to guns. Mm -hmm. 
I think they the ones arguing about this shit. Because you know what? If I was a gun enthusiast and I ain't done nothing to fuck up a background check, nigga, I don't give a fuck if you run an FBI check on my ass. <laughs> it's going to come back clean and, and I'm going to be able to get my fucking weapon. Yep, pretty much. So I wouldn't give a fuck. Nope. Especially if it keep that shit out of the hand of somebody who would misuse that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, or somebody who got them by 13 or 14 ARs in one goddamn year. If that person were on a system where they had to scan some shit and it showed that they kept buying these guns, you know, and people knew they had these guns to where some shit might happen if they uh, if they IP. I don't know, man. It, just, it gets so deeply into so many things, but we something can happen. You can't tell me that can't nothing change because something had changed. You know, I watch a lot of ID channels. And I watch Deadly Women a lot. And Deadly Women is a show that talks about women in, in history that then fuck motherfuckers up horrifically. And there was one about this. Uh, if you just look, if you Google I Hate Mondays, this will pop up. It was a 18 or 19 year old girl who lived in an apartment that was like right beside a, an elementary school. And she got up one Monday morning in a bad mood and got a semi-automatic weapon and laid out her window and shot all the little kids and all of the teachers that was outside at that time and waited for them to come and get her. And when they got her, she said, the reason that she did it is because she just hates Mondays. She just hates Mondays. So she just got up that morning and just decided to pick off little kids walking into the, the school. I can't remember what state it was in. It was here. But she just killed a bunch of kids and, and grown people just fucking cuz. Like, there are people that exist. And, like, with her, she wouldn't have had a record. She'd have passed background shit. But, it, I mean, to be honest, I, it ain't shit we can really do about guns themselves. Yeah. You know, because just looking up data, because I ain't looked it up like this to this degree. Like, most deadly shootings were done with a handgun. Mass shootings was done with a handgun. Yes. Most deadly, most deadly, especially school shootings. Most of them hoes have been done with handguns. How do you do a mass shooting with handguns? Because a, a handgun is a semi-automatic weapon. How many rounds does it hold? They're little. It depends. I mean, some of them have had uh, uh, gun, handguns, shotguns, and it just it, there's no way to stop somebody who want to do that shit. And I was trying to look at the numbers. I was trying one of the deadliest shootings where I think 53 people where handguns were used most of the time. But, I mean, they had extra clips to reload and shit. But, like, well, a, a semi-automatic rifle, what what they try to convince you is that there is, just because it take one trigger pull on all these different weapons, they're somehow the same rate at which you can, you can shoot people. But I think that consideration needs to be taken to the fact that something like an AR-15 has a higher level of ease of shooting. It has an easier trigger that you can pull. It has an easier aiming mechanisms on it. It has so many things that a handgun just don't have. And I don't think you're going to be able to stop nobody. We clearly ain't going to get rid of handguns. So nope. if we got rid of every rifle, this shit should just happen with handguns. But I don't think we can't. We should act like that there is not a scale that exists at which this semi-automatic weapon is not easier to fire or fires more at one time than this semi-automatic weapon and say we shouldn't do anything about it because hey they all semi-automatic weapons they only take one trigger pull i just don't that that ain't the dialogue that we can have but i do believe i mean motherfuckers should be able to have guns but this ain't the second amendment shit that the fathers were talking about the forefathers didn't have choppers 
They didn't have street sweepers. I'm telling you. They man. had rifles that you either had could shoot one time that had five rounds in it, or they had guns that you had to fucking stuff the muskets. You know, th- this is not the shit they was talking about. I mean, the the guns that we have today ain't what they were talking about in the terms of being able to protect yourself. And they don't even mean that from being able to protect yourself from a tyrannical government. I'm telling you. I really don't, like, I don't know how to fuck much armor and shit you got in your house. If the the government came to your house and wanted to fuck you up, your ass would be fucked up. Mm -hmm. Ain't no level of guns you could do that gonna stop military and what they got. It's just not. So... I don't know. It's just a lot of flaws in the dialogues that the motherfuckers have about the Second Amendment. If you want to protect yourself, what you need a what you need a chopper to protect yourself for? In well, the chopper would be an automatic weapon. What what would you need a a semi-automatic weapon to the level of an AR-15 to protect yourself? If somebody breaking in your house, you need something that you can grab quick and go fuck their ass up. That's a shotgun or a handgun. Why you got you gonna get get out your AR AR-15 or sleep with that shit under your pillow? I don't know. That shit don't make sense to me. If I, I'm telling you, but we spend a lot of time on this. Means dialogue. and opportunity is the only thing that's keeping me in this country. I will shoot at the deuces so fucking. Well, fast. Don't go to China because they got Hell niggas no. running through with knives. I don't want to go to China anyway. <laughs> I need to go somewhere where English is still spoken, as I ain't finna learn a new language. They can all speak English in China. No, they don't want to. They don't want. They ain't to. gonna do it for your black exactly, ass. Exactly. So I'm not going there. <laughs> Fuck that. They might not speak English for your black ass in Africa. I didn't say Africa necessarily. That whole goddamn dialogue we had at the beginning about you talking about. But that ain't the first time I done said. I've said this many times that I will leave if given the opportunity and we will Skype this fucking podcast. Like, if I ever given the opportunity to leave, I will leave because I just feel like I don't know what's going to become of this this place, but I don't know that I want to be here to find the fuck out. All right. So we got about five minutes per Damn. section to talk about what we're going to talk about. Um, well, oh, if you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, conversationconartist. Um, so back to black people not getting a fair shake in this country. There was a young lady that was driving in the car with her child in the back seat, in her car seat like she should be. An off-duty police officer going 94 miles per hour hit her car. The child died. He was arrested, got out on a $100,000 bond. She was arrested because they said that the child's car seat was not properly strapped in to the car. Now, how they know that it wasn't, considering that it had been hit by a moving object at 94 miles per hour, I don't really fucking know. Uh, but they arrested this lady who is a black lady arrested her after her child just got killed in in a car accident and the police officer is out here roaming around free as a motherfucker on bond keep in mind but my child died and y'all finna arrest me this motherfucker 94 miles per hour 94 miles per hour what how the fuck is she getting arrested and locked up and just lost her baby? And the system. The that system is, is so fucked up. Do you, I just can't imagine being a mom and, and having to deal with the fact that this fuck-ass person who, who decided that it was a good idea to drive his car this fast hit me. He in fault 
But now I'm going to jail because y'all talking about the car seat. Wasn't she, and not that she didn't have a car seat. Not that the child wasn't in the car seat. Not that the child wasn't strapped in the car seat. But the car seat itself wasn't properly strapped in the car. Like the child couldn't, everything couldn't have been perfect. And the child still that. This is a, a, a toddler. I think she was like two. 94 miles per hour is a lot. Most adults ain't going to live through that. Being hit that hard at that fast. And the level of reaching they had to do to find a reason <laughs> that the parent was blamed for that shit is, I think, I just feel like in that case, she was just expendable. They had to find a reason why she might have been uh, at fault so that they can give this cop a reason not to go to jail for what he did. At the, this, this is a child that died. And y'all care more about this police officer who was being negligent as a motherfucker than you do this black child. Because I wonder if she was white and her kid was white. If he had hit a white woman with her, her daughter, would they be doing the same thing? Would they have been looking for, oh, improper strapping with I the seatbelt? I think it would depend belt? on their status. I think it would depend on their status. I feel like even if it was, because even if they weren't, uh, I feel like white people still would have been outraged on her behalf i I mean i i feel like even with black people it it don't happen as often but i feel like if that person would have been a lawyer a black prominent lawyer in that community it would have been different i feel like if that would have been a judge that would have been different well yeah i mean like i'm just i'm just saying like you think black people would have reacted differently no i think if the people that the police officer hit Hit, was in a higher status than him well, because they, they wouldn't have been able to get away with not addressing it. If, if if she was a lawyer or if she was a judge, you you ain't going to be able to bullshit a bullshit a kind of situation. Like, that would be different because they, they wouldn't be able to. But, and that's, that's why I'm saying when it comes to white, it's status. I mean, the blue is strong. Mm-hmm. I think the blue is going to step on anybody that, that will keep them out of shit. Because did they ever do anything to that white lady who she herself ran up to the police asking for help and want the little Hispanic dude in the passenger seat shot and shot her through the door? Did anything ever happen with that? I don't know. I don't know. Because she was, I mean, she would, they, I can't remember what she was, who, maybe it was her husband that was somebody important, but I don't remember anything happening with that. And part of the reason, I mean, I don't know if they just fired it out because he was Hispanic, so I don't know if what they... What I'm saying is, if if 90% of the black people you're going to run into are less in status than a police officer and 10% and higher, most of the time when a police officer do this to a black person, yeah, they're going to get trampled on. But if 80% of the white people, at least perceived by officers, are of some level of status that they wouldn't do this and it's 20% of white people, I still think that those 20% of white people still get the same shit in order to protect that officer. Would they have blamed the white lady though? Like, I feel like probably nothing wouldn't have happened to the officer, but would they, you do think they would have been like, it's your fault your kid died because you didn't do this thing? Well, I don't think it's about finding fault for that person's kid dying. I think it's about finding a way to show that the officer wasn't at fault. That is a purpose. It is purpose of finding fault a different fault than what the fault actually is the fault actually is the police the officer they are trying to find fault that will cancel That's what his I'm saying. fault they out i think they would have found fault anywhere I think they would have found fault anywhere with anybody that would have helped protect that officer. That is so Because that's how that's how deep the blue is. I don't want I did, but like my issue with 
a lot of people when these issues with black people happen, they say, well, it happened to white people too. Yes, it happens to white people. Ain't nobody saying it don't happen to white people. Everything happened to everybody at some point, you know. Um, but but the rate at which it happens to black people is significantly higher. And that's the issue that comes along with these dialogues, the rate that would have. But so from my perspective, I believe this shit would have happened to the wrong black white people just like it happened to the wrong black people. I just feel like but the it'll right happen to the wrong people, it'll happen to the wrong black people. It'll happen to the black people all the time. Because it ain't gonna be very to many people. white black people for it to happen to. Like that's what I'm saying. Because like I said, when you talk about our society, the black black people just don't have as much status as white people. And I mean it the the straps were not adjusted correctly for the child's height. So they went in depth. Like the straps was mm-hmm. on, but you didn't tighten them up enough for, for the how tall she was. Like what? What I wanna believe is it's people in these systems that just know this is bullshit. But I don't have no evidence. And it's the same thing as I saw a dialogue between some some a cop and a civilian and the cop was like, you know, or the civilian was like or the cop was like, it's some good cops out here, you know. She wasn't I'm a good driving. Well, he was like, it's some good cops out here, you know, I'm a good cop. And you know, her dialogue was, you know, well, if if you a good cop and you ain't stopping them bad cops from doing the bullshit, they do. I can't tell the difference between y'all motherfuckers. You know, I mean, so she 20 and just lost her child. And y'all arrested her on some bullshit. She ain't gonna go to jail. She is in jail. What you mean? She, I just don't believe that she gonna get the full consequences. Like, she not gonna get neglectful homicide for that shit. Ain't no goddamn court gonna, gonna, um, gonna do that. Oh, I'm sorry. I gave him a hundred. He was released on $15,000 bond. 15000 The police officer got out on $15,000 bond. Don't surprise me, man. Shit, surprise you either. It don't surprise it's me. It don't make it less sad. It's fucked up. And even if she don't get uh, found guilty in the long run, she's still sitting in jail right now. Unless she gonna be able to make bond like his ass did. Like, that's fucked up. She's sitting in jail while her, her family probably is having to make arrangements for the, her daughter's funeral. Like, the Man, fuck is that? I feel like a lawyer is gonna eat this motherfucking shit up. And the lawyers, the the uh, police department, gonna be end up paying a civil suit. I hope so. Cause they shit. deserve it and more. That's the least that can happen. That's what I hope. Um, Kamaya Mobley. Uh, do you watch Ayanla? No, I don't watch that shit either. Cause she's not a therapist and she doesn't have any business doing what she does. So me and Red are therapists, like a motherfucker. Like we went to school twice mm-hmm. yep got two degrees we adhere to the rules of our profession mm-hmm. we got licensure we've been to enough seminars and we became and we 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 became therapists that's mm-hmm. what we do um so motherfuckers like dr phil and ayana yeah they more like for they like pop psychology like life coach she, you know, she calls popular. herself a life coach is how she refers to herself it's like popular psychology i mean they just they say good shit but they are protected from the ethical boundaries mm-hmm. of what our profession says do yep and so kamaya mobley went on this show and this is the girl who was kidnapped when she was an infant and raised until she was 16 by the woman who kidnapped her until they found out that she was the one that was kidnapped the only mama that she knew was taken to jail and then she was given to her actual mom and dad and she's tw- how old is she now 19 
So this was only three years ago. Three years ago, her world got fucking flipped upside down and like she fresh moved pe- in with like strangers. fresh prints on that chair. With strangers, because she don't know these people, even though they birthed her. So she went off on the crew, like to the point that they ended the show. She was like, she was like going in on the girl on, on Ayala. She was like, I didn't hit a man looking bitch before, okay. and I slapped the fuck out of you. And she was like uh, on the phone with her daddy, I think, and uh, he was like, I don't know why she's stealing my fucking my, in my fucking face. And she was like, I cut her heart out. She was like saying some Russian when she started saying that kind of shit. Her birth dad. Yeah. Okay. When she was started saying that kind of shit, Ayana was like, "Okay, it's over. They can leave." And oh, she let them leave. And they left. You know, no. Nah, I mean, I think I don't think she was scared. I think that she y'all know when to hold them in the folder. <laughs> you know, and you ain't gotta be scared of getting your ass shot. Like there's plenty of motherfuckers that got shot in the head that was not scared of getting that bullet. You know, so you ain't got. So I don't think she was scared. I just think that at that point she knew that. It wasn't, it wasn't recoverable. What did she do to get that kind of reaction out of the girl? So, for some reason, and this is what I was asking, because I don't know if therapists do this or not. She intentionally evoked a response out of this girl because she was saying that the only way to help her recognize the pain that she has, which is fucked up, is I either have to make her angry or break her heart no and that's what she said because even in exposure therapy which i'm sure is what her fucked up version of that is that's what it sounds closest to to me even in exposure therapy exposing the person to whatever that trigger is is done in a very methodical way over the course of time you know they're trying to do eight weeks worth of shit in two days exactly so the fact that she she just went right into the no that's not no therapist would do that even those that again that that do exposure therapy that's a process a very long process you don't come into your first session and they be like oh you scared of spiders look at this tarantula <laughs> like that's the equivalent like yeah, you let me shit throw on yourself let me get throw this tarantula run, on you <laughs> and now your fear is even more severe it's a process it's uh you know you discovering what it is i'm just going to use spiders because that's easier than something emotional but it's discovering what is it about the, the spider that triggers the fear in you slowly uh, exposing you to aspects of, of the spider. Like it's a process. It's not something that you just do with cameras rolling and a crew around. No therapist would do that. They just wouldn't like that. That whole shit it would be unethical as fuck. If an actual therapist did that shit, they probably lose their license. You can't do that. That's not how that works. She could sue you as a therapist, I feel like, and win because it's unethical. You don't do that. I mean, we got to have malpractice insurance because yep. shit is expected <laughs> to happen. I got a yep. million dollars worth of malpractice insurance. You have to have it. You know, just in case some shit happened in, yep. in, in my profession and how I deal with my clients. Shit happens all the time. That's when you, and that's when you're, you try, you could have shit happen when you're attempting to do it correctly. Like some shit might happen. This was not even an attempt, this was more for ratings. This was to get a reaction out of her because that's going to be more exciting for people to watch. And then she's going to look like this all-knowing, benevolent person who's going to... Because she thought she was going to be able to get her angry and then calm her back down and, like, it's going to be fine. And she wasn't able to calm her back down, which is why she cut it short. So, no, that... She's not a therapist. But and I, that brought shows. Up this, I brought up this dialogue for if you 
are a black person and you have been to therapy or thought about going to therapy, haven't been to therapy or whatever you got to do with therapy. I just, I just hate for these pop psychology uh, shows to be the template for what you think is going to happen. She wanted to urge this client to confront the pain. That's not what I do. Nope. I know your pain exists from the beginning. Yep. Whether you, you talk coming. about it or not, I know your pain exists. I have to build a relationship with you for you to be one comfortable enough with me to even start talking about that pain. And yep. two, it kind of got to be an incline on how we build up to where you going to confront that pain at. Yep. You can't just confront you can confront pain at levels. Yep. You know, she bought the motherfucking beast of this girl's pain out for a situation that just happened 3 years ago. She her mama in jail, who she called mama. Her parents ain't been in the life for three years. She don't know them. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just so many things that's going on in that situation. And for me, this just has to have opened up a dialogue about about counseling and therapy. And so well, I'm continue again, talking about it. For anybody who don't know, Ayala is not a therapist. She has a juris doctor degree, which means she's a lawyer. And I don't even know if she's a practicing lawyer because that also has a license that you have to keep up. And so she has a degree. Don't know if she's a practicing lawyer, but she does not have anything. She's like a minister. She's a minister for of the school of new thought, whatever the fuck that is. I don't even know what that means, but that's it. That's all she has that she's pulling this from. No kind of training, no degree, nothing. She just does this. So just in case you didn't know. If you don't know, now, now you, you know, know, nigga. Fuck Tay Diggs. I mean... And that was my reference in the beginning to the girlfriend that he never had. Take these things to go somewhere and sit the fuck down. Like what I he just, done did. What, what hasn't he done? Uh, he did an interview on something called the Red Peel where he explained that he is no longer attracted to white women. Because keep in mind, a couple of years ago he came out and said that he wasn't attracted to black women. And, that, and he said something about, he had a son I think with his ex-white yeah. wife and Said something about the sun not being black, I think. Was that what it was? I don't even not remember. Not being a color, like, basically. Not being a color. Oh, <laughs> um, so he tells a story about when he was a teen and told his mother he was going to marry a black woman, which, who the fuck says that? Like, I say it now that I'm 33. But not as a teen. Like, you whatever maybe he had a different household like when i told my mom i was interested in a boy or like i'm a man like it was never like it's this black boy like it's just, that's the assumption that's what that yes. usually happens um but she, then she told him that he'd marry a white woman instead this experience led him to date white women and even marry actress idina menzel Eventually, Diggs would be labeled as that black man who only dates white women. Oh, he was—he said, when I was 13, I was reading a magazine, and there was a picture of a black woman, and I said, oh, she's pretty. I want to marry her. And my mom said, oh, honey, you're going to marry a white woman. It hurt my feelings, but she was right. <laughs> to this day, whether I'm out at the club or whatever, I still get, I thought you only like white girls. I wouldn't even come up to your little short ass little key looking motherfucker like i wouldn't even come up to you to ask you about no white girls like at this point fuck if i'm Tay not Diggs. mistaken another part of that dialogue that he had was that being one of the reasons that he no longer is attracted to white women because he don't want that label 
And so yes. essentially he's blaming black women for the reason that he don't like white women <laughs> and subsequently wants a black woman because of it now. I hope the black woman that he end up with know what she finna be in for on Twitter. Well, right now he's dating a mixed woman that's black and white. He's not even dating no black. One drop rule. Yeah, Barack but Obama, according to him, because his son is mixed, he ain't no color. He basically dating a colorless woman. Clearly he's changed. Has he? <laughs> Clearly he is coming to a new way of Fuck understanding race because now he see the shit out of white, he see the shit out of black, and he's making his decisions. They said, so no more white girls. He said, I don't know, but it's not where my eyes gravitate to naturally. And a lot of people would say I should feel relieved. Tay, Tay, don't do no more interviews about this. Just live your life. Just because you making the shit worse. Like, because then, of course, people got in his mentions and was like, we don't want you back. What have he played in? He played in this. How Stella got a groove back. Got a groove he back. was he in Rent. In Holiday. What the movie? Best Man. Best Man. He played in Rent. Rent. What's that? 565,000-something nope. men. Okay. That's a Broadway? It is. Okay. They made it into a movie, though. It's a Broadway play that they made into a movie. The only reason I it? saw it because one of my friends wanted to see it, and I went with her. It wasn't something I would have seen on my own. Um, He just needs to shut the fuck up. That's ba- uh, Shut the fuck up, Tay. I don't care. Nobody cares. Date your mixed girl or go back to white women or find a black woman who will put up with your shit. It doesn't really matter. Just shut up about it. Whatever it is you do, just shut the fuck up. That's all I have to say on that. All right, Tay Diggleys. Um, South Africa. You know what? Africa is deboing all the white landowners out of their farmland. I wish I could say that I cared. I kind of don't. And that might be terrible, but I just, I'm very apathetic about this story. <laughs> I'm just kind of like, well, I know how it feels to have. Your shit taken from you. They, you know. I don't know enough about the situation to to not. I care. mean, Africa was colonized as well, so some of the land might not have never belonged to them anyway. Like over the generations, it might be theirs now, but like well, may not have started out. That's like if if the government did that same thing and like gave the uh, Native Americans back they land and shit. Like, okay, I w- I will be very apathetic to that because this wasn't y'all shit from the beginning. So it is what it is. Like, I don't know enough about it. And I feel like even if I knew, I probably would remain apathetic, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I try to fight against uh, those double-edged sword stereotypes and situations. I try to fight against them. It's like, because I don't know the context by how they got that land. I mean, I can assume that apartheid has something to do with why white people in, in Africa have farmland. Uh, and that that's probably the case, but I'm just not fond of looking at people's skin and saying that, you know, this must be the reason why. You white, you you must have appropriated shit. I mean, you must I have don't stole and took uh, shit. Or, most of them probably I mean, even if that is true, they themselves didn't steal shit. It would have been their ancestors, it wouldn't have been them, it would have been the people that came before them. But still. But the thing like I'm still there's always gonna be exceptions to the rule. You that, know yeah. what? What if what if one of them is a fucking they half brother or something is black and they legitimately got the farmland from their family, but because they white, you know, and I don't know if it goes that deep. I don't know if, if they show up to your farm, knock on the door and you white, they're gonna be like, Okay, your farm gone, motherfucker. Or they might they be going back at, at doc records and documents. Yeah, if they look at my the thing, history. With that if if you got a brother that 
half brother. Why you got the land and not him? <laughs> like why Might you be got? Dead. It? And if he's not, man, I assume he got it. I'm just saying, it's situations where. There might be a white there. There might be situation where a white person does that. I just don't know if Africa is discerning whether you got your land. I feel like they would be as much as they could. Like I doubt that they just going around. Well, if a, white if, folks if, out. <laughs> if a, if last year a black farm sold a farm to a white person, does that count too? But if they go back and looking at the records of the land and saw that it was legitimately sold, like if they're looking at the records yeah, that's what of the land, that, I mean, that's what I hope they do. And why I hope would you they, assume they just going around knocking on doors, kicking white folks Africa. out? <laughs> Apartheid did that shit with the black people. It did, but when when the black people get in charge, like if we got the power somehow in America, do you think we'd be responsible enough to be equal opportunity employers with white people? The hotels definitely. Well, I think some of it. I don't see. That's the thing. I feel like white people that's the perception that white people have is that what we feel like is equality or what would happen and that's why they're so afraid of becoming a minority is because what you talking about because they feel like if they become the minority that's what we gonna do that's exactly what they think that we're gonna do i would like to think that that we wouldn't do hotel niggas absolutely they can't wait i'm sure they they just waiting on the day when they get to do that shit. but i just don't know that most black people would would do that would there be some abuse absolutely would it be widespread i don't know i would like to think that but, it wouldn't. but that's what's that's what's fine with me that's the fear of white people though that is partly well, why they don't want to become minorities I in do this country think that, i think that a big part of the dialogue is that people gonna do what they naturally gonna do jewish people do the shit chinese people do the shit do italians what? do the shit they all look after their own yeah and white america do the shit but is that they a, do the shit, but they throttle everybody else. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, so what? So would why look, would you assume again? Like, what makes you think that that's what the, the this, these African people are gonna do? Like, just because that was what was done before, that I'm they were just, reacting the same way. The I would way, assume because well, what I'm saying is the way that the shit has gone down. I mean, I ain't talking about all the, the articles I read and the shit going on, but all the shit that's going down look like it's very aggressive. It don't look, it well, don't look diplomatic. Well, it don't but, look like, well, if, if your land is legitimately yours, we want you to file this documentation, well, put in this it, process to maintain access to your land. But you know that if, if the people who it's not legitimately theirs are gonna fight they're not gonna be happy so it ain't like if they do it that way that we would know because everybody would be happy with it like motherfuckers would be mad as fuck still like they don't give a fuck how the land got in their family it's in the family now and it's mine and i've been working and so the shit is mine like even if they do it diplomatically you still gonna have people that are yelling about how it's a great like it I don't know that that's a way to determine whether or not they're doing it the way they should be is by people being upset or saying that they're doing it aggressively. If you're one of the people who has illegally owned land, you gonna be mad as fuck. Cause like I said, these are most likely not the people who that's, took the land in the first place. These, why, these are family members. That's why I'm not saying, that's why I'm saying I'm not going to assume, you know, that they doing it one way or another. You know, I got to find out more about the situation. To know. I would like to think they're doing it the right way and people just mad because they're going to, I mean, it's, it's going to be people I mean, who have a legal Saying land. that if you a white farm owner, you can't have your land. That, that's already like a baseline for they might not be doing this shit right. What do you mean? Because they using white. 
they use the word white like they using the skin color to say this is why you can't have your land they not saying if your land was not uh it was not acquired legally uh through your ancestors then we gonna reappropriate your land they not saying if um black people used to own your land and it somehow got compromised during apartheid we gonna take your land it's saying if you white who what 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 size is this article on because they're the ones saying it Newsweek. uh because newsweek is the one that's saying it that way this ain't the only, this ain't the only one saying it like this let me see well of course but people gonna be more likely to read an article that says white people being kicked off their land than they ought to read an article with all the details in the title about how the land is being taken that's a lot more provocative to say white people just being kicked off their land in africa they're just taking the, the farmland that's a better read or it would get people's attention more what would you like the title to say let's see hold on let's see what it really is in the in the legislation so more than two decades after white minority rule ended in South Africa, most of its profitable farms in the states are still owned by white people. And about 95% of the country's wealth is in the hands of 10% of the population. So only 5% of the country's wealth is in the hands of black folk or pe- non-white people. I guess from reading from reading this dialogue, it's, is there... Is there no expectation that a white person in Africa have farmland that wasn't a, a component of apartheid? But it didn't say they taking all 95% or all 10%, whichever one of those numbers accurately displays the land. It's saying that those are the land that they're looking at. And that doesn't mean that they just going to snatch it up automatically. It sounds like those are the only estates that they're looking at. The most profitable farms where 95% of the wealth is owned by 10% of the population and that 10% happens to be white. But that doesn't mean that they just gonna snatch it up automatically. So if there are people that legitimately own it, that still leaves room for them to keep that. They're just the only ones that are being looked at to, to for this to possibly happen. To me, that don't sound like they just snatching all. And they these are wealthy white folks. They ain't gonna be able to just go snatch it up without cause anyway, cause they ain't gonna let it go. They're saying uh, they will allow the government to pay compensation, but it's less than market price compensation. Damn. For the land that it would expropriate. Uh, president Jacob Zuma, former president, sent the bill back to lawmakers saying it wouldn't pass the constitutional muster. These are old bills that they tried to pass, but they are currently back on the table. Mm. But they did pass something to to do that, to expropriate the land. I would just not want to know what how they're determining whether or not to expropriate it, or if it's just all of that ten percent. That's what I'm saying. That that's the that's the discernment that I'm. But even if about it's making. all of the ten percent, it still isn't. The, the the measuring stick isn't whether or not they're white. The measuring stick sounds like it's the ninety five percent of the wealth is in this ten percent uh, hands, and so that's the land that they're looking at. It still don't sound like that happens to be white, which you ain't gonna tell me that it's only white people, but and that don't have nothing to do with apartheid. But this whole thing is about race. Like this whole legislation is about the land that was that was easier to access by those people because of apartheid. Yeah. But so, it but if 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 it wasn't for apartheid or if it wasn't that it was ninety five percent of the wealth in the country is owned by that ten percent of people. Um, I mean that's a lot. I mean that that <laughs> line seemed to be disconnected from. I don't know. 
Most of its property farms in the state are still owned by white people, and about 95% of the country's wealth is in the hands of 10% of the population. Does that mean 10% of that farm population? That can't be that can't be it. 95% of the wealth can't only be in farming in that country. That's why I thought that these these two sentences were disconnected. I don't know. It's so much more shit that Africa do outside of farming that bring them money. So I don't know why in the fuck 95% of the country's wealth in the hand of 10% of the population. What else do they do? I don't know enough about Africa. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know they what they do. They got a big do. diamond market. They got like a lot of resources. Like not just blood diamonds, but like I they got. I was just finna say it. They got a whole market. They got market for a lot of shit. They got a lot of natural resources that, that gives them you know money so when they say farm do they just mean agricultural farming they say farms in the states hmm. i don't know what the states is in this sense maybe if i can home with a dot do do people do you farm diamonds maybe that farm maybe that's the same as a farm. i think you i don't know what the terminology is i don't know either <laughs> um but we only got time to list the rest of the shit look look um if y'all want to know oh my god just if y'all want to know what's going on, there's a black uh, senator woman that uh, thanked God for slavery. You want to know why? Go look that shit up. Oh, She's stupid. Bitch. And then at Hooters, um, there was a, a firefighter that spit on a kid and called him a nigga after he got lost from the party that he was in. And uh, when the police came to, you know, give him consequences, he was like, oh, it's okay. I'm a firefighter. Um, I would have whooped his ass. Yeah, and, but that's the only other things I had to talk about. The only other thing I had was the 32-year-old college dropout who won't leave her dorm room. She's been living in this dorm room for two years after she dropped out. And they have, they've issued her an eviction because she refused. She won't leave. And she here's the thing. She hasn't been paying for this room. She owed them like $94,000. Okay, She ain't been paying for this room. So it ain't like she's staying on a principle that I paid y'all and now you want to kick me out type shit. Like She just want to live there forever, I guess. Why is, why is it $94,000? Probably for the fact two years worth of two years worth of um staying on campus. That expensive and no college for a whole goddamn semester. And she might have not paid. She she might have dropped out and didn't pay for that last semester. Like I don't so know how much. So she owed the school ninety four thousand dollars. That yeah. ain't how much they charging her for having stayed there. No, but in total, that's her. I'm sure some of that has to have, be the room and board. There must be a reason that she can stay on campus. She can't stay on campus though. They they they've but issued been her doing it for two years. They've issued her an eviction, and she what says I'm she's not gonna is, leave. If you're squatting in a house, the police officers will come and remove you and remove all your shit. There has to be a legal reason why she can't. I mean, will she not physically leave there she for won't them leave. to lock the doors and change? Like, how does she? She got to go get food. But if you, how can you? Can you do that if? I don't know what kind of dorm it is because if you lock her out, you lock her roommates out. You locking the other people in that in that door. I don't know what kind of a dorm room it is. Yeah, I don't no, it's a single, a hundred foot square, a hundred square foot single is where she lives. So it's just hers. So I guess they could have locked out. Yeah, I'm not sure what so shit they could do, man. I don't know what have led down for two years to not be able to take action, and finally they starting to take action. Cause I mean, if if she, they can evict her now, they should have been able to evict her two years ago when she stopped paying. I don't even know. I didn't. Is it? I guess it's the same thing, like an eviction. Like if you have an apartment, cause like college housing is different from like an apartment or a home where you would get kicked. I don't know how that works. I ain't never 
knew nobody that wanted to stay on campus when they were no longer in school. That's crazy. Well, she's standing there for free. It's a it's a hundred feet. That's all she. That ain't. That's lit. That's not a lot for. Her. And she thirty. This isn't a college student age per. This is a thirty two year old woman. She's an adult. Adult. She working the system. I guess. Well, not no more. They finna kick her ass out. She's still saying she ain't gonna go. It is what it is. It is what it is. Well, you got anything else on your mind? You're not gonna just quickly mention Jax. Man, look, man. <laughs> he was so I don't mad. know if y'all have Jacks in <laughs> wherever y'all live at. Jacks is basically so a burger mad. chicken <laughs> joint, and I I've loved Jacks since I've been in Birmingham. I don't like <laughs> their hamburgers no more because they changed the meat. They made it this just different now. I imagine cost effective for the restaurant. But before a podcast, I went to Jacks and I ordered some chicken tenders, and you know what? <laughs> I ordered a 12 pack and it was like add two sides for $5. And I was like, okay, the 12 pack is $10.99. I'm going to add these two sides. It's going to be $17.99. I'm going to add some biscuits. That's going to be about, you know, $18, bucks, $19 with tax. I was like, okay, cool. I got my total up. I went to the window and I started telling her all this stuff that I itemized differently because I knew how much it was. She was like, you know what? We got a family plan, which is 15 tenders. Two sides and the biscuit, so you ain't got to add all that. Now, if you work in a fast food window, <laughs> the only reason you should ever help somebody out with some kind of special that you got is because it'll help them cost-wise. Otherwise, give me what the fuck I'm asking for. If you try to upsell me, that wasn't even an upsell. If you try to upgrade me to make it seem like, oh, I'm giving you what you asked for and it costs more, don't do that. But that's what she did. And you know what? I assumed that she was hooking me up on the price. No, it ended up being $24. So, <laughs> one, I ain't going to listen to your ass no more. Next time, you give me what the fuck I asked for, okay? That's the first thing. The second thing, I get here, and I got these tenders, <laughs> and I got all the sauces. I get two of every he sauce. He has all the sauces. I get two of every sauce He's that any restaurant has. If it's McDonald's, it's Burger King. If I get something that's dippable, I get two of every sauce. All the sauces. So I got all these sauces, and the ranch they gave me <laughs> was the most disrespectful <laughs> shit ever. They charged me for these sauces, and... <laughs> All their other sauces come prepackaged. They ranch, they make themselves and put in a little cup. When I tell you, it is a fucking swallow ranch. <laughs> it's so little. It's a little bit of ranch. It's enough. It's enough ranch. Like if you go to a restaurant and you be dipping your chicken wings in a ranch, and at a certain point it gets so low that you can't really dip the chicken wings right. So you gotta open up the next one and, and either leave that one or pour it into the new one. They gave me the little bit left. Like, if you, this ranch was on the table, you would swat and use most of it already. And he, they both of them were like that. You had two that were. Exactly. Worked. So, <laughs> not only was this one like that, you know, it was okay if this one was a mistake and the other one like that. Clearly, it's their strategy to fill these fucking ranch cups up for 25% of the way and then give you the rest of the shit. It's clear that's their strategy. You know, and if that wasn't enough, I don't never call and complain about shit. But... <laughs> I go to eat this coleslaw that I ordered for the whole meal. <laughs> and you know what? The coleslaw is not fucking good. Period. I don't know why you eat coleslaw. It's not good, anyway. Jack. Look, I like coleslaw. It's, it's good. good. No. I mean, it's just good to me. When it's cooked right, when it's made right, it's good. But 
It's a fucking piece of plastic in this motherfucking cold. When I tell y'all, I wish that y'all could see his face because I was concerned because I didn't know what he was sitting over eating <laughs> his face. I was like, what? He pulls out this piece of plastic. He was so upset. <laughs> and I pulled a piece of plastic out of my mouth and I put it on and I called Jackson. I told him, hey, there was a piece of plastic in my coleslaw. Okay, and she was like, "Well, you want us to replace that coleslaw?" In my head, <laughs> fuck no, I don't want y'all to replace this nasty ass goddamn coleslaw, and I don't even know why y'all serve anyway. <laughs> but I said, "Yeah, that's cool." But when I go there, because she said, "I don't know how a piece of plastic can be," I don't know what the fuck that was. I, because I was she like, fucked up my appetite. I couldn't even enjoy my meal. I don't know what that plastic was from that was in my mouth. Was it pre-made? Is it pre-made coleslaw? And they take it out of a pack? I have no idea. But pack? I'm gonna find out when I go there <laughs> because they not finna sit here and just give me my coleslaw back. They finna compensate me for my meal because my experience was ruined. But I don't know if that's a piece of fucking pneumonia paper that I just done had in my <laughs> mouth. I don't know if somebody with the flu had a goddamn weed bag in their fucking pocket and it goddamn fucking floating around in the coleslaw. I don't know what happened i know it's a ton of things that that little piece of shit could come from but y'all just not finna replace this nasty ass coleslaw for the experience that i had and if that's all y'all want to do they're gonna hear about this shit on facebook they're gonna hear about this shit on the customer service hotline and y'all supervisor gm is gonna get a word back about this this uh experience that i done had because it was not a good one and i still fuck with jacks the chicken tenders were good the mashed potatoes was ass Biscuits was ass, coleslaw was ass, but the chicken tenders and all the sauces was good. I didn't even eat the ranch. I had to use my own ranch. <laughs> he did. He went I'm, in the refrigerator I'm, and got his I'm, own ranch. I'm going to goddamn put this shit on Instagram. <laughs> and I'm going to tag Jackson this shit. I hope they got Instagram account. I'm sure they do. Most restaurants do. That shit was so fun. He was so upset. Like It just was one thing right after another. <laughs> he saw the, uh, the ranch, then the plastic in the... the um, well, first the the hug fucking you up on the amount or the the deal that wasn't a deal, then the ranch, then the plastic. It was just a multitude of things. Yeah, but I just I wanted you to tell them because it was funny. But that's it. Disrespectful experience. <laughs> anyway, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla. Holla.